bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Now that's an open. That's what I'm talking about. Can't let Tory Lowe be the only one around here rolling like that. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. As you could tell, Ben Jammin is here in this place. 833-212-1017 is the number. Y'all going to be hearing from Ben all afternoon long. It's on. It better be on. See, he thought I was kidding when I said, so you're going to. You gonna open up or what? He was like, right now? I'm like, hey, no time like the present. 833-212-1017 is the number. Did you notice anything about the news that 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 Carrie Noni did? All of the news was dead, 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 killed, killed, killed. Now, we passed the – is Tory Lowe still here? We passed the mark of having more homicides this year than we had the year before and the year before. Like, what, about a month ago? Haven't heard a word about it. Haven't heard, oh, my gosh, it's terrible. We need to talk about it. We talked about the little 10-year-old that got killed, but then that was it. We talked about the fact that 
that a 10-year-old shot his mother, and then that was it. Nothing else, nothing further, nothing more. And I, and I, and I find it unfortunate that we now look at things that happen like that. And so I had to deal with some things dealing with me. I had a friend of mine tell me that, that they, they were spending Sunday doing um, personal development, right? And, and they, they text me some questions. Hey, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And blah, 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 right? And so one of the things that I didn't share was something I'm dealing with as it relates to coming to the end of the year in Milwaukee. I was trying to say end of the year and end of a year, and I said end of a. But I digress. How do you deal with disappointment? Like everybody in life is disappointed at at some time, big, small, kind of medium. But unfortunately, many of us choose to complain and whine about our problems. (sighs) And it's irritating. I think it's important to acknowledge that we need to recognize our disappointments and not just ignore them, but how, how do we do it without actually being a nag to other people? Because you know what we can we can we can go on and on and on and on. And so I think the answer lies in learning what I'd like to call constructive ways to acknowledge disappointment. Now, what what is disappointment? What, what can it do for you? Well, it can build character. It'll definitely give you patience. I mean, if you let it. Like learning to deal with disappointment constructively can make you a stronger person in the end. That's just me. Now, the first thing you need to do when you're really trying, really learning to deal with disappointment, really, really coping with it, is to recognize what you used to do in the past. So as this new year comes up, think, think about how you dealt with it. Bad coping mechanisms. Everybody has them. Everybody does it. Do you reach for the chocolate shake that they make in the avenue when you're feeling depressed about something? I know I do. I did it today. I ain't going to lie. I had to have a small chocolate shake. I, now I came here Sunday night. When I was at our sister station and, and I couldn't, they ran out. I was depressed to say the least. But I mean, do you do that? Do you reach for ice cream or go sit all by yourself? Do you get drunk? You do drugs. What do you do? Lose yourself in football, go into your man cave and forget about it. And how fast did you realize that none of that works? And that it's time to really figure out how you're going to start a new one. Well, we got a new year coming up. It's December. Don't worry about what you didn't do this year. What are you going to do next year? Well, I got five tips on how to deal with disappointment. You ready? All right. Number one, acknowledge what you're feeling. Be honest. A lot of people don't like that. A lot of people don't like people being honest because it makes them feel weird, right? When you're vulnerable, sometimes people feel like they have to be vulnerable and they don't really want to. Well, that's okay. But I can acknowledge how I feel without punishing you. I can tell you I don't like something 
and not be mean about it. Because what you're really upset about, what you're really disappointed about is the actual situation, not the other person. So tell people without attacking, be respectful. Because there really isn't a wrong or right way to feel. You just feel it. Number two, put things in perspective. It may hurt. It may be frustrating. It may give you anger. Take a step back. Look at the big picture. Probably not as bad as you think. Go for a walk. Take a deep breath. Calm down. Get away from the situation so that later you can come back with the fresh mind. Number three, refuse to doubt yourself. Everybody else doubts you. Everybody else looks at you like, eh, you said you was going to do it last time and you failed. And sometimes being disappointed can kind of make you feel like a failure. And you might think about why it happened and you, know, you feel stupid for, for letting it happen. I should have known better. But then you got to realize you're not the first person to be disappointed. You're not going to be the last person to be disappointed. So then number four, look for a solution. Compromise. Come, come, up, come up with something you can't have your way all the time. But sometimes there's a second option you can agree on. Look for the good that's in your disappointment. And then finally, reevaluate. And like if, if you don't like what you see, change. Sometimes when we are disappointed, it may be a sign we need to reexamine our priorities. Is that person, is that thing, is that situation, is that job a priority? You might need to make some major changes. You might need to make some minor changes, but you got to be flexible. Refocus attention on new goals, new things that you want to do. And with this new year coming up, you have to realize that even people who've had a small degree of, of success have faced disappointment. The problem is if you want to be a winner, don't quit. They learn from their failures, they learn disappointments, and they go on to win. So the most important takeaway, right? The biggest thing you need to think about and know, you have to answer the question, who is your biggest motivator? And it's simple. It's you. And that is Dr. Ken's truth on the new 1017 The Truth. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You all know what it is, Truth Nation. It's Dr. Ken Harris, Truth in the Afternoon. Like he said. Too many people out there pointing fingers. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you holding yourself back. It's 101.7 The Truth. You need to hold yourself accountable for your destiny and your future. It's 101.7 The Truth. 
truth in the afternoon. See, we got to watch you. I'm my own man. I turn my microphone first off. First, I pop <laughs> You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Thank you, Benjamin. What's going on today, Ben? You doing all right, brother? It's amazing. Man, you holding it down today. Man, what's up with you? Who put some fire in you? Me. It was me. It was my choice. It was you. Mm-hmm. It was you. <laughs> it was you. What's up? Hey, hey, how you doing, Dr. Cares? What's I see, up, T-Lo? I see you done brought the Portions of the Tory Lowe show on hey, the Dr. Hey, we going to take everybody's. Hey, we I'm seeing you getting a little intellectual I, I was, up in the know, I'm excited when we get to cross, <laughs> when we all get to come together. Yeah, That's amazing. Buddy. I love yes, it is. the yes, different it is. ways that we can combine when when we get yep. with the different personalities on the truth. You know, yep. it's oh, it's yeah. just great radio. Yeah, yes, it is. So so I was, I was thinking about when I was talking, this... As of November 28th, they say it's 205 homicides. We didn't had to have at least five, six over the right. weekend. Right. So December 1st was last Thursday. So I'm talking over five days. We've had to have had five or six homicides. Right. And and, uh, and I'll tell you this. It's, it's not going to slow down. You know, you would think. But that, why not? You would think that. But it, why not? Because of the neglect. Sometimes after a lot of neglect happens, it, it's not going to change overnight. Sometimes when something is falling, you got to allow it to hit the ground. You know, like if somebody throw a brick over the Sears Tower, you don't stand in the way to try to stop the brick from falling. You let the brick hit the ground, and then you try to stop the next brick from growing, from going over the top of the building. And I think that's when we talk about leadership that's right. uh, competent enough to deal with the— Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't believe it. they, they know Ooh. what to do. I, I honestly okay. don't believe that, you know, because it's getting worse three years in a row, right? So we got to—three years is a complete number, you know. Three years is one of the uh, God's first complete numbers, if you go by the numbers. So you got three years of record-breaking homicides, and the same people that are having these same conversations, these same talking heads— Trying to deal with the problem that they know how they know they don't have the knowledge of how to resolve. So then, what do we do? Fire them. Wow. I mean, that's what anybody else would do. Your third year, your third, the third rise in homicides. You're breaking homicide records back to back to back, and you're getting monies. I've never seen this much money come into the community uh, within the last year when it comes to homicides, and according to a census. Right. Uh, there's only 260,000 black people in Milwaukee. Maybe more, maybe less. Some people probably didn't fill out the census. But what I'm saying is when you get hundreds of millions of dollars to help uh, uh, an area that's only 260,000, it's more money coming in than people that live over here. Yeah, it so, is. So that's enough to at least put a dent, a noticeable dent in the situation. But not everybody needs it. Right. So that means that you're working with a smaller number, right, exactly, a smaller number of people with fewer issues, and, and not not fewer issues, well, was, but more was, issues with fewer people. I was talking about the overall people. safety idea. Well, know? the whole overall safety yeah. idea is the federal government's given what money to add fifty new cops, right? And, and the thing is, I always tell people this: like Milwaukee has, is not like Chicago because you're from Chicago, where they got four million population. You know, the population is up there. It's only three and a half million. Well, you know, it's close <laughs> give, to four million. Right. right? Okay, so yeah. what I'm saying is Milwaukee has only, you know, uh, the population sign is not even at 600,000. Mm-hmm. So when you get a lot of money coming in to these organizations, that would lead me to believe that if you got 
all of these organizations that claim to be doing something and you have uh, churches, you got uh, probably over 450 churches on the north side. You know, you got every day I look up on the news, they got a new community leader. <laughs> you know, they even tell us saying the little kid's a community leader. You know what I mean? So how do you have all these people and with this population and you can't put a dent in the resolve? Which leads me to believe that either A, they're incompetent on how to really solve it. Uh-huh. They have no clue. Really? Or B, they're making their profit off a of poor. Which can, I, can I give you another one? I'm just saying. You can, can give me one too. Yeah. They don't care. That's That was my third one. <laughs> that was care. my third one. But but the profit yeah, off care. poor, yeah. what I've noticed is that people will make up a, a powerful mission statement. And, you know, they, they know how to take that pen and write things up. Where to did get that money? come from in our community that that your work is tied to giving back to the community, but the community consistently gets worse. Right. And then nobody calls anybody out on it. I, look, they get I'm exiled from, you know, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm around the, these people, they don't even look me in the face. Yeah, they don't look me in the face. You know what I mean? I compl- you complain all the time. Yeah, no. but I have solutions, too. We all have solutions, but no. nobody want to do anything because uh, that's going to mess with your pocketbook. I'm going to tell you this. I, I deal with homicides all the time, missing people, stuff like that. What I'm saying is in other communities, they'll go get the guy that know what to do. Yeah. Like when they build houses, they're going to go get George, who Ooh. know how to build houses, who got Ooh. things done. In, in our community, we'll go get somebody that don't even know, that don't even have a history in this area to lead the charge. You know what I mean? And that's why nothing ever takes place because sometimes when you follow the paper trail, like you say sometimes, Dr. Ken Harris, follow the paper trail. When you get to the to the top of the of the pyramid, these people have no connection with the community or, or, or no any real serious efforts on the idea that they're trying to resolve. And and that leads me to believe that they don't want to resolve things because no. that that right there alone. No. no. Well, it's think, think, about, think, think, think about this. I started a nonprofit. If you have any thoughts on this, 833-212-1017 is the number. We, we, have, we have created little fiefdoms of mama, daddy, husband, wife, cousins, sisters, right. brothers, all working in this nonprofit arena mm-hmm. where everybody's getting paid. Yep. So you're not really fixing anything. You're just kind of facilitating people to keep them above water. Why would I give you money? To pay for an apartment, if I'm not connecting you with, if if I'm not connecting you with Act Housing to get you a house, right? Or why am I, you know, if you did like I deal with evictions a lot, you know, and I know that's a tough thing because right. if you don't got the money to pay the rent, you are gonna get evicted, right. Right? right? So they'll get together to get somebody a house that don't have a job. You know, I, okay, I'm just saying you need a job. You know, you need to. I know it's bad that y'all don't have a place to go, but these landlords, if you want to look at on their side, they right. need people that can pay the rent to, for right. occupying the space. Right. But Milwaukee will put people, it don't make none of the ideas that they use and make any sense. But they don't, they don't care. They just want the money, even if it's short term. Right. And then if they got to evict them and put new people look, in, they They will. just want to get that, that emblem on the front of their car. And I'm, not, and I'm not throwing people that, that help and assist people with housing and assist people right. with getting and you know low income housing all that I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not hitting them I'm talking about the ones that take advantage of them the 
people who come in from out of town who buy up a bunch of houses right. and rent to people and then take their security deposits and, and that's a whole other. That. That's, that's a whole now, hold on. Other. That's a whole nother show, right, uh, Dr. Right, King. Right. I thought we were talking about violence. Now. <laughs> this housing thing is a whole nother a whole monster. Other, right. But but again, the poverty is on top of right. the jobs, on top of the lack of housing, on top of the lack of food, on top of the lack of education. And then when all that blows up, you become frustrated, you get mad, and somebody says something the wrong way, you shoot them and kill them. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you this. When you live in a profit off a poor environment, because that's what we, that's, let's call a spade a spade. We live in off a profit off poor, and the poor, the, the worser the poor, the more money you can right. make. Right. You know? So when you're right. living in the ideology of profit off poor, it means that these negative statistics that we see from Milwaukee, somebody's making a lot of money from these negative statistics. And, and, they're, and, and they're that's consistent. the profit off a of poor strategy. And they're consistent. And so how do, how do we change that? Um, get, fire them off. Like, like go in there, gut it out. Get some people that are not afraid to take a direct hands-on approach that are result-based, right. not hope-based. Right. Because, you know, uh, a lot of us are, have been sold to keep hope alive in, in the Martin Luther King dream syndrome. Right. And then when we look out the window, what we're hoping and what we're seeing don't even match. Right. Because you don't even have the capacity. You didn't go to school. You didn't get just your ba- you just just graduate from. I have a, an understanding and a belief that if you just graduate from high school, you can pretty much do anything you want to do. Yeah. You can Matter either fact, teach yourself, learn it from Dr. somebody. Kidd, or most keep of going the elected officials, the Ottomans, they got high school degrees. You right. Know? Right. Like you don't need a big college degree to to right. know civics. Right. Civics is a basic, natural understanding of township. The problem is we they just don't teach it in our community. A full time salary for a part time job. Right. Well, the thing is, what I see is that we're using these situations to get in these elected uh, uh, spaces for to gain right. for self. Right. Like, look, I'm I got this title now. I get this much money. Right. And. I'm, I can save mine. I can help mine. But when it comes to the ideal and totality, we suffer. And I think that we've. But why is that? Because we've been taught systematically many times to fend for ourselves. Because sometimes. It's, which, which, is, which is not a bad thing. Right. If you give me the tools to do it. Right. But, like, but sometimes when I'll talk to people about the community and I'll say a lot of things that are going on, they'll be like, well, I ain't doing it. Right. You know, you don't represent the community in totality, though. Your situation doesn't represent the whole body of our neighborhoods. Right. But every time you talk to somebody, a black person, about what's going on in their neighborhoods, they'll always rev- they can't understand totality most of most of the time. But isn't that a way of looking at it that kind of lumps everybody together, which is part of the problem? Right. But but what I'm saying is when I look at me, because I was able to climb certain walls of poverty sure. you know, that my brother wasn't, you sure. know, so I, I wouldn't equate my success to my certain people around me, because sometimes w- somebody will be able to climb the wall of poverty. Mm-hmm. Some, I mean, we're all powerful people. It depends on where, we're, where our attention goes. Sure. Sometimes people sure. put their a lot of their attention in nothingness. And then sometimes some of us put our attention in actually working on making real change, you know what I mean? And I think that those are the people that we need to start getting in the front. I'm talking about people that with results, not not with the uh, idealism, but I'm talking about somebody that's able to take the right. hammer and build. Right. And if we can get more of those people in, in right. office, mm-hmm. we'll come out okay. When we come back, I want to ask you one last question. I'm going to hold you one more segment. Okay. I want to ask you about leadership 
and what that looks like. Like, I want you to, when we come back, I want you to give me an actual, okay. these are the, like, top five things if you're going to lead in Milwaukee, you have to have or we need to get rid of you. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Okay. My special guest is a extension of the Tory Low Low Show. Is it the Tory Low Down Low Show? Hey, it's the Tory Low <laughs> Show with the powerful, with the powerful in the front. Oh. Hey. Oh. It's the powerful Tory Lowe show. Oh, that's what it is. Powerful. Being here too. It's and, and amazing. It's a family thing. It's amazing. It's a family thing. Uh, <laughs> we we uh we we rating Dr. Ken Harris show today, Truth Nation. <laughs> yes, we are. 833-212-1017 is the number. What are the attributes you think a leader should have in order to just simply lead in any way in the city? of milwaukee traffic weather and sports up next this is the truth in the afternoon with dr ken harris on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017thetruth.com you know what it is truth nation it's truth in the afternoon with dr ken harris what does leadership look like today in Milwaukee? It's 101.7 The Truth. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Thank you, Ben Jamin. Appreciate you, brother. How's your day been? Amazing. Tori Lowe from the Tori Lowe Show is here. Hey. I, just, I just feel so blessed to be in the hey. presence of royalty. You know what? I love it when we cross <laughs> brands. Yeah. Because, like I said, you know, it, it makes great radio Especially we have some, all of our personalities on the truth have different views. Yep, yep. And I love it when we come together. It yep. just, you can't find that nowhere else. So Talking Textile says, you can't do things in totality when everybody doesn't have the same goals, values, experiences. Yes, you can. Yeah. Some people value doing research and getting educated while others won't look into why things are happening. They want information handed to them. The problem with that comment that I have is that is, is this LT. We can do multiple things at the same time. It's not this or that is this and that you do your thing. So if you took care of your family and didn't help out somebody else's family and they took care of their family and didn't help out somebody else's family, two families, spouses, kids, everybody, Boom, moves up. As long as we do the same thing, we don't have to have the same goals. You work, I work. We just have jobs. to have the same ideology there of progress. Yeah. What's the outcome and what's the goal? You right. do the Tory Lowe way. Right. I do the Dr. Ken way. Together, we all But go. But it should work out if we all have the same intentions of progress. Correct. And, and, and are not tearing somebody else down so that we can build up. Right. Only people I tear down is people that mess with innocent life. Yep. You know, then I got to tear you all the way down. You know, we got to scratch them people because the thing is, I see a huge thirst for these kids, you know, out here. Like, you know, and, uh, you know, and even though this little girl in Atlanta, she was a white girl. She was out in front of her yard. The FedEx driver snatched her up. He was delivering a package. And he just it just overrode his senses that he even was on. He was on the clock to get this girl. You know what I mean? The thirst is real out here. And. I think that right now uh, we need to make sure we pay more attention to us 
in totality from a humanitarian standpoint, because there are things out here that are disturbing going on in 2022. And I think that with the cell phones, with the things that we're getting the news right away, mm-hmm. we're, we're starting, we don't have to wait anymore for the news. You know, now we're seeing these things in real time and it gives us the, the information that we need to address. We can address it right away. Well, let's look at leadership, right? Five things that you think every leader in Milwaukee has to have. Well, first, my first thing on that I say, you got to know what to do. First of all, the okay. leader got to know what to do. Okay. Ain't no oops at the top. And and then when, when you get through, I got a comment over here. To, right. To, ain't ain't right. no oops at the top. You got If you're leading a bunch of people and you, you say oops, that's a lot of lies, you know, that can be yeah, hard. Yeah, but, but are you saying people have to be perfect? No, I'm not saying. Okay. I didn't say okay. perfect. Okay. I just said ain't no oops. Like, you're going to make certain things are going to happen when you're dealing with a massive amount of people. Right. But what I'm saying is you can't just be out here recklessly leading. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's all, all right. I'm saying. Number two. And number two, you have to have the ability to communicate. That's very important. You got to be able to talk and communicate your ideas when you're the leader. Right, right. Communication is key, you know. Okay. And then you got to understand human and civil rights. You got to have a some type of understanding of humanitarian, human rights. Okay. Civil rights, you know, constitutional rights. Okay. You got to have that understanding. So you can base your judgment in a space where it's fair for everybody. Okay. Number four. Four, you got to use the right philosophy, right philosophy for the task. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said not for the people, but for the task. For the task. Okay. You got to use the That's right important. philosophy for the task. Okay. Sometimes you can be a great communicator. You can have yeah. all these things, but your philosophy is not right for right. the dynamics right. that you're dealing with. You can't you can't go into a community that needs help and then tell everybody your philosophy is everybody for themselves. Right, right. You got to know. Okay, I got to use this. Stick to the philosophy because it works. If, right. If, right. if it's it's the you got to match the philosophy to the environment. Okay. You can't take a philosophy from Chicago sometimes and use it for Milwaukee because the dynamics is different. Yes, you can. Well, I'm talking about if, many times. So, but then what do you have to change? No, what I'm saying is you got to make the adjustment to the okay. environment. Okay. But that's. That's okay. knowing that, though. Right. You just can't plagiarize something and say, oh, this is going to work for us. You sound like you're saying leaders got to have a brain. Hey, I'm just saying a <laughs> lot of people, it make it, they make it look good on paper. Right. Oh, well, mm, I'm hey. not going to touch that. That's a whole other hey, show. Hey, plagiarism. We used to, in college, when you plagiarize the document, it sounded good. But, wow. it, but it wasn't right. You plagiarized. You took somebody's stuff and you didn't make it. Your, you could have made it your own. You know what I mean? Yep. Anyway. Yep. Yep. And then number five, transparency. Okay. To a certain degree, like right. you, as, you know, as much as you can. Yeah, because sometimes when things are under investigation, you, you don't want to, you know. But I'm talking about like when it's time to be transparent, at the proper time to be transparent, you have to be transparent. Okay. Talking text line says, "Why do people need a leader? No other race has one." Oh, they got leaders. That's not true. Well, they got people around that that are making up ideas they're using ideologies right so that's that the leader don't have to be a person the leader could be an idea or a tradition or some type of uh way that they're doing things you know what i mean it doesn't have to be the actual person mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot about ideas right and ideas are very powerful communism yep socialism yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. so that with that being said it doesn't have to come from one person to lead. People could just be sharing the same idealistic way of moving forward. But but historically, we've always 
had a leader. We've always, even even biblically, when we wanted to lead ourselves, we asked for a leader and then complained that hey, we had a leader. Hold on, hold on. The leader is only the person to set the idea. Now, sometimes they, when you first set the idea, it goes against the grain. But sometimes the group comes in with an idea and they need somebody to lead them. Right. To, to lead the way. To, to lead the way, right. right. But what I'm saying is that leader is basically pushing an idea, a, a shared idea. Right. Okay. An ideology. Yeah. So, so, like I said, the leader is the one that's pushing the idea that they believe that needs to move forward. And if you, if you, if you look at every leader, they're up under some type of umbrella of idealism. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, pan-Africanism or, you know, or socialism or communism, you know, there's always a somebody who had to set this ideal out here. Right. And so what they'll do is the next person who can promote that idea goes up next. Wow. And so. And they last, say that that's the leader. So last question. Where will Milwaukee be in 2023? Ha! Probably right here where we are right now. Uh, getting ready for elections, you know, coming up. It'll be a huge elections world going into twenty. But it seems like it's just elections are just a distraction. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the big game in town. And the big game is not to get hands on, get in there. Because when we talk about results, mm-hmm. when we talk about the disturbing statistics, you never see a leader come forward and say, hey, we have made this dent in these issues. I'm waiting on the mayor. I'm waiting on the person to come forward. And then... This last article about violence, they was talking about Walker's Point and, uh, right. you know, just frivolous statistics to to trick people who are not paying attention that they're not doing anything, you know. Well, Spike Lee on the talking text said, you blaming people you assume to be your leader. What do you mean? If you're elected, you're a leader. Well, your position okay. makes you a leader. Facts. Well, Mayor, well, when you're, common council, come on now. Okay, when you're elected, you're you're job is to push the best interest of your constituents right of the people that right. in your area or your district or the the needs of that now the needs of blacks may not be the same of the needs of the people out in Jamesville you know what i mean so when you are elected by a certain group of people you got to understand that you got to sure, fight for sure. their needs absolutely but but yeah. but are we making assumptions that these are our leaders. No, I, I think that's a. I, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that comment right. because they are our leaders. I'll say this: they are elected to push what we need in the forefront to get what we need for our districts, and also listen. Yeah, and to understand right. the climate of the people that they're serving. Yeah, and I don't see that. So me either. You can you can be in the title. You can have a title. Well, that's a leader, right? Yeah, you know, you can. The title can say you yeah. have this uh, responsibility, Mayor, but when when you're when you're not producing the results needed to push that group of people forward, then I have to call you on a carpet because you're getting a taxpayer's check. Yep. And even if you're a leader or not, yep. you're getting paid to right. make decisions on the behalf of this group of people or this section of town or this district. And, you know, nobody keeps people that are resultless. And I think that. Yeah, we do. Some of the. Well, yeah, we I was going to. I was just yeah, about to get to do. that. Sometimes <laughs> in these elected positions in black communities, these are almost a lifetime job. Yep. And that's unfortunate. And that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Tori Lowe, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you, Dr. Always. King. Take care of Ben Jammy. Uh, well, ben Jammy, take care of Dr. Kennedy. Thank you. I'm about to take care of this fool. Hey. Did he just call me a fool? <laughs> we need to go to break. All right. When we come back, Benjamin ain't going to be here. We out. <laughs>
This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth in the afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So how are we blaming people that we assume to be our leader when you're elected, put in office to do what we ask you to do? You're elected and put in office to do what is best for your constituents, not what the party says. Not what the, the state leadership says, what your constituents say. And if the majority of your constituents say vote A, you vote A. Is that too much to ask? It sounds like it is. 833-212-1017 is the number. Tori's still here. John said, completely off the topic, but if I hear Tory Lowe say all these monies... One more time, I'm going to blow a gasket. Well, I think you need to go ahead and blow a gasket because we have to start tracking all these monies because it's a lot of money that's going in and not a lot of stuff is coming out. Millions of dollars in, homicide rate goes up. Come on now. How much money is that per homicide? Like how much money has come into the city of Milwaukee for violence prevention, hiring of police officers, all that? Divided into the number of homicides that have occurred. I wonder. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm, I'm just a little perplexed. Who we call a leader. <laughs> Why we even call him a leader. But yet we sit here. And we wonder and we wait. 833-212-1017 is the number. I think I could squeeze them in. Bruce, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Hey, well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, you know, I was listening. I listened to the both of you, if Tori's still there, you know, not on an everyday basis, but I, I always want to try to get a, a good handle on uh, the community. Um, but your comments about the electeds and their responsibility for their districts, um, if we go with that thought, I'm actually, I think aldermanic privilege in the city here is, is an issue, but that's not the discussion right now. If, if, you, if you go back to the notion that electeds are responsible for their districts, right. what, continues to baff, what continues to baffle me, and, and I met a lot of the 2016 crop that came in, you know, six years back, and then have been involved with many of the electeds over the years, 
and I've met personally with some at times to discuss the built environment and to, to try to understand why is it that certain corridors in the community are let to be in shambles at times and, and way, way more often than it should be. And I don't understand how an alder, first of all, it doesn't understand or know or communicate with every building owner. I mean, if you have a building that consistently for decades is in disrepair, what I don't understand is that if that's your district, you know, it's like the old days where you would know the, the, right. the shopkeepers. Right. You, you would know right. the people who are in the businesses. You know, I can't, there's certain aldermen that won't even show up at a meeting yet. You know, if I see the Zoom stuff, I mean, it's like, how can you lead from your living room? Um, because I, I use because I use COVID you know, as a crutch. Well, exactly, and it's just it's just so disturbing. I think in the, in the, get off the subject in the last week since last Tuesday, uh-huh. there have been some horrendous horrendous murders of young yes. people in this city. Correct, pumping gas and, and standing and, on the corner. Yeah, and almost like, and these aren't those aren't are, these are hit somebody's taken down your guy poor kid got shot 12 times i mean if that was in the late 70s you would have thought it was a you know one of the last mafia hits we (laughs) had in this time i mean so there's a lot of things these electeds and we like to stand and, and and cut ribbons and do all those things and that's great but there's no real accountability in my mind and i'm a city of milwaukee taxpayer i live downtown you know not right in the middle but i you know i live in the neighborhoods and I just, it's, it's very, um, you might even could tell on my voice, it's so, I just feel for the good people mm-hmm. and how the impact on them and the, they're the, and the victims. It's just, it's, you don't know what to do. You, you literally don't know what to do. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. I appreciate your call, Bruce. All right. All right. So, I appreciate you listening. Thanks. Thank you. And Bruce is right. I mean... At at some point, there are some things we can change. There are other things we can't change. How do you, Spike Lee said, how do you stop or how much money does it take to stop a 10-year-old from killing his mom? Those were the circumstances that were indigenous to that particular act. I don't know if we could change that. Was there something the mom could have done? Is there something? We won't know until we talk to everybody in the family. We won't know until everybody in the family, until we figure out, you know, did the boy go to therapy? Uh, who cut off the cameras in the house? And a myriad other things that we need to know about this particular family. That's their business, right? Their family let these older children take care of their family and do what they need to do. In the meantime, we need to stop being so judgmental and so terrible. Oh, look, that's just how black people are. That's how, and not everybody's saying that, but at some point, We as black people have to step up and hold people accountable when things go wrong. I don't know if I'm open to holding a 10-year-old liable for something like that. Not yet, anyway. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number.